What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Old Man Wade Show. I am your host, Old Man Wade, the goddess of the Lord of Laughter. You know who I am, and if you don't, thank you for listening, thank you for tuning in. Today I'll be joined by Crown Rebecca, one of my favorite Twitter people where we talk a bunch of TV, so I thought it'd be a good idea to kind of get into some of the shows we watch, especially Law & Order. We'll get into some evil, and she brings up the topic about Monique, so enjoy. Wade. And welcome to the Old Man Wade Show. I am your host, the God of Stubborn, the Lord of Laughter, Old Man Wade. And I am with a Twitter buddy, uh, one of the most positive people that I actually met on Twitter, which is saying a lot when you talk about the internet, because, you know, people are people. So, <laughs> tell everybody who you are. Hi, my name is Rebecca, a.k.a. Crown Riri. Um, yeah, I'm a podcaster, a blogger, a positive uh, black joy motivator. Um, yeah, and I also host the Flowers for the Culture podcast with my co-host, Mr. Al Pete. Um, we give flowers to the culture as far as putting a spotlight on the actress, actor, um, anything of the culture, music. And then my podcast, Crown Ones, uh, the Crown Top podcast, where I talk about um, black joy, mental health, self-care, all the, the good stuff in the jar. <laughs> Absolutely, and and I love the um, like I don't know, I haven't seen them in a while, but you usually do these like random spotlights like just on Twitter like today where, and I remember probably my favorite was Regina King, and Viola yeah. Davis because those are the two that I really think deserve their flowers more than a lot of people because people forget Viola Davis has an ego, she's got an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. She has a fucking Tony, <laughs> like you know right. what I mean? Like there's not there's not a lot of people who can say that, let alone a lot of black people, let alone a lot of black women. Who mm-hmm. can say that? I think it's like. Yeah, I think Whoopi Goldberg is the only one. Yep, it's just her. It's, yeah. it's a league of their own. It's just her and Whoopi Goldberg. Like that's it. Like that's how. That's how small that group is. Um, I hope one yeah. day Regina King gets gets into that club. I think she's too talented not to. I agree. They should have like more awards to give the people. Where if you don't get like the E got, like you got like the the E cap or something. I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely. The director's award. <laughs> she directs all the time. Oh yeah, and it's funny. Like I can see Regina King getting an EGOT just off of her directing and producing. Yeah, like she stepped into yeah, that lane, and, and it's just been incredible. Yes, like I, I, love her. I was telling um, me my grandmother recommended The Harder They Fall, mm-hmm. and she's a she's a big Western fan. So I was like, all right, cool. So um, I was gonna watch it without my wife. But then I realized, I looked at the cast, and she was like, I would have killed you if you watched this without me. Exactly. <laughs> and so we're watching it, and I and I, and I I stand by this. It was the best movie to come out in 2021. Yeah. And I love I overly enjoyed it. And it's like an all-black cast, all-black crew, black writers, and that, and that one end bomb was dropped the entire movie. The entire movie. Yeah. Um, when I saw the preview, because, you know, y'all was like, I'm going for who's black, and I was like... Everyone in here is black, so I don't know if I want anybody to die or just like live or like. And I'm like a big Idris Elba fan. I talk about it on the show, but like my dad kind of like favors him a lot. So uh, I was kind of like, I have a crush on Idris Elba, but I love my dad
Speci- <laughs> specifically because he's perfect, and it kind of bothers me that he's as perfect as he is. So it's legitimately hate. It's, but Idris Elba is, like, super duper talented. And yeah. the end of it with him and Jonathan Majors, like, it was just, like, it was so emotional. And, it like, was. and even when you kind of, you don't really see the end. You, you may have seen the ending coming, but just the two of them together, and Jonathan Majors, like, really trying to hold in those tears. And some mm-hmm. people just can't. People can cry, but it's one thing to kind of like fight the tears in, yeah. a, in, a, in, a, in a moment like that. That kind of set me off. I was like, yeah, you you did. I was like, Jonathan Majors, you did you did the thing there. Yes, I, I always enjoy him. But you're right. The whole fighting, the holding the tears without making like the ugly face mm-hmm. is like really hard. <laughs> exactly that. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't want to. I want to talk about ugly faces, but I, I really want to. I was going to bring up Olivia Benson, but we're not there yet. We're ugly faces. <laughs> Ugly face, ugly face cries. But um, you know, let's get into some TV. I want to talk about. You know, before we get into TV, let's bring up. I want to talk about something that your show does: the importance of Black Joy. And um, mm-hmm. um, let's see. I'll, I'll just read the topic out. We have uh, asked you if you, there's anything you wanted to speak about, and you said the importance of Black Joy and the Honeypot owner speaking her truth on the Breakfast Club. Yeah. Um, so let's start with the Black Joy. Um, so I am a big Bob Marley fan, and one of his songs is called War. And he talks about how how we keep dividing ourselves up, like we're never going to be together. And so I made a promise that when I created my platform, I was going to push joy, um, especially Black Joy, because I feel like during like the 2020, I was watching a short story, but during the 2020, I was watching like the BT Awards. Now, like around the time of George Floyd and us being stuck in the house, and we just was just like the BT words to me was like so depressing because people like the commercial was like, "Hey, we're black. Um, these are the struggles we're going through." And I was like, um, "We should be talking about like our joy of being black. Like we shouldn't have to like continue to tell people like just only our struggles and like that's it." So my whole thing now just like just promoting black joy. Um, you know, through music, through positive posting, through giving flowers to um, actress, actress. Even like me, I every time I go out, like I give a compliment to like a black woman, her hair, her dress, something, or even like yeah. black men, which I try to do, but you know, so I'd be like, okay, what's the phone number? And I'm like, oh, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to give you a compliment. <laughs> so I'm working on that, but just the joy of it, because I believe that, you know, once we get on social, get back on social media. Once we watch TV, you know we're always surrounded with the struggles of being black, and it's like this is our skin, and we should be able to enjoy having the joy of being black. Yeah, so yeah, that's my thing with black joy. <laughs> I love that though, and especially the idea is like we and I'm and I include myself in this. Like sometimes we do have this idea of focusing on the struggle to show our strength, as opposed to showing our strength to show our actual strength, and I think right. that's that's something big that we we as black people don't do enough and maybe it's yeah. just because it's ingrained in us because it's always like it's like I, oh, I had to fight my whole life you know what i mean yeah and- yeah yeah it's like we even like when we start like telling our story it's starting off like with the struggle of you know this is what i did like i always like we will never talk about jay-z's success before we talk about him selling crap like that always comes first <laughs> yeah it's like you know he's so crack and it's like yes but now like we can start off with saying he is a billionaire for these reasons. Like we don't have to go that far back for him selling crack. It's it's fine. We know it. We yeah. understand the origin story. It was over thirty years ago. We can we can move on. Like you know what I mean. We can 
definitely move on. He has like three kids now. I mean, <laughs> three whole kids. Like he's a producer. Like he's he's married to one of like who we consider like black royalty. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if you saw the sketch on SNL when it was like Beyonce's black, and I was like, oh god. <laughs> yeah, like people just found that like three years ago that like, she's black. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, and like Michael, yeah. Ch- and they're like, what happened? Michael Che was like, oh, uh, white people just found out that Beyonce's black. <laughs> they just found out because you know she never. I mean, like her pop music was talking about love and everything, but people just really got wrapped up in that, and she was like, no, black is king. So <laughs> yeah, a reminder that okay, yeah, I'm black. And again, even with Black is King, there was so much joy in that. It's like, this is Blackness. It doesn't always have to start off with the origin story of a struggling. And we're not going to forget the origin story of that either. I mean, we have it. We got it. Like, it's literally ingrained in us. Like, it's just like, there's something like, literally, like, we won't forget as people. And part of me understands it because you don't really want to forget the things that we've been through. Mm-hmm. But I also don't think it should necessarily be like the actual focus on that. Like, there's a lot of things that black people have created. Um, yeah. We're integral in the light bulb, the filament in the light bulb, uh, the cell phone, the stoplight. I, yeah. I think the stop sign. I believe so. So there, there are there are a lot of things that attribute to just us living better lives, healthier lives, and safer lives. Yeah. And even with me going to school, I'm learning that even like the transition of getting being unenslaved or free, families were even tighter together at that time. You know, we have this stigma of um, black families just being separated and not together and like the single father and the single mother. And it's like, no, we actually were like together longer than white people when freedom came. Yeah. (laughs) And, Believe it or not. Yeah. And for people asking why black people don't necessarily, why it's a, it's a big deal for a lot of black people with Juneteenth is because, like, July 4th doesn't really mean anything to us. We were we were still enslaved. Like, that didn't mean shit to us. It didn't happen until, like, June 19th. So let's, so it is what it is. Like, so yeah. just, just, not everything has to include you. Just, like, let's take it from a race thing to a sexist thing. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily need to be involved in any, everything my wife does. Like, she has... She has female friends. She has women friends. Like I don't need yeah. to be involved in all that. Like that's like if it's a women's a woman's get together, I don't need to be part of this. Some, and you're okay with that? <laughs> absolutely. It, it doesn't. Have, it has nothing to do with me. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 When you say that, I think about like not. I think about like the advice, like the the men that give advice to women. I'm like that has nothing to do with you. Like you don't you don't know this over here. Like leave that alone. <laughs> Yeah, and don't get me wrong. Like if, and I'll be the first one to champion women, black women, LGBTQ plus, and I will champion them. But again, like if certain things don't involve me, it's like I just step the fuck back. Like Roe v. Wade is like, yo, this ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> like you know what I mean? I will. Def- I, will- I, I respect that then more than people you know saying because I know like I I support black men like to my heart because my dad is black, my nephew's black, and it's like I feel like if I shame one black man, I'm behind the scenes like shaming them. But like you said, I would rather a black man be quiet and be educated about Earl versus Wade than to get on the internet and say stuff that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I just put it like this. I don't... It, just be safe. Like, that's really all I care about. And the reason I have a big issue with it is because something my wife said, um, banning abortions isn't going to stop abortions. And that no. And that was her biggest thing. She was like, people are still going to die. People are going to... You're gonna go back to these like basement abortions or these motel room abortions, and yeah. if and if you don't yeah. believe in it because of whatever reason, that's fine. 
but don't ban somebody else from doing it because it really it really right. does have nothing even like from woman to woman it doesn't have anything to, if if woman a doesn't agree with woman b that's fine but it has nothing to do with you yeah yeah for some reason we can't get through that on the internet <laughs> or anywhere else <laughs> the the internet is such a gift and a curse like i swear to you you either find um i will say this is i'm lucky enough that i think and this is going to be high for someone who's on the internet saying the stupid stuff that I do. 95% of my interactions on Twitter are positive. Mm-hmm. 95% of my interactions on Twitter have been positive. I get more backlash from people on my Facebook friends list than I do on Twitter or Instagram. And oh, wow, from strangers. Yeah, I get more positivity from than I do from people I know. I'm just like, ah. I, I, yeah. What if, was Pusha T... I, Pusha T has the best I don't care I've ever heard in my life. He was on Joe Buddy. He's like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and that's really what I, I, I'm i at now. I was like, I go on Facebook. I post my stuff. I get right the fuck back off. Yeah. I was telling a friend, I was like, you know, me not being like social on social media, like I probably like how the, the people who makes the whole, you know, do this and do that agenda. That doesn't stop me from, like, the blessings that I have as far as with me podcasting and blogging because I know what my intentions are. My intentions were never to be social media famous. I would go bonkers if that was the case. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just yeah. so everyone listening, I'll make sure I promote it again. It's crownones.com, C-R-O-W-N-O-N-E-S.com. So let's yeah. get into um, Honeypot Owner, the Honeypot Owner, speaking of truth on The Breakfast Club. I don't know anything about this. So mm-hmm. tell me what tell me what that's about. Okay. So yes, yeah, the honey pot order. Let me look up her name real quick. I'm sorry. <laughs> I usually have all my duck, my ducks in the room. Um, but there was a TikTok that was saying that the honey pot owner, Beatrice Dixon, um, was no longer like the she was no longer the only the owner of Honey Pot. Which Honey Pot is like the female hygienic uh body washes and all that good stuff. Now, maybe like a couple of years ago, there was some white women like putting the reviews down on her because she was selling in Target. And so they were trying to like stop her from being, from selling like her product in Target. Well, black women came together and helped her push her products on Target. That was a couple of years ago. So now a black woman went on Twitter, I mean, TikTok and was like, you know, she's not the owner anymore. Um, these products are not natural anymore. All this stuff. So everybody on t- uh, Twitter and wherever else, like, was pulling up, like, old interviews about her and, like, basically, like, just shaming her for the thought of her not owning her company anymore. And so she went on The Breakfast Club and she was like, I am still the owner. Um, and this is how, you know, how the backlash has hurt me as an owner because now, like, my sales are low. And it's like what she said was, like, you know, how people had come together for her, black black folks, came together for her during the time when white people were, you know, downgrading her. Now it's like the black people are downgrading her. And she's like, you know, I'm still the owner. Um, now, there was some changes with the product, of course, because of this inflation and everything is like not available to anybody. Yeah. Um, one thing that I'm noticing is like the chicken wings are like extra smaller here in Florida. I don't know about where you are. <laughs> I'm like, this isn't chicken wings. Like, what is this? But needless oh. to say, you know, she did admit that she should have came out and said about the the products not being, you know, the same as it was four years ago, like any other company that changes their products when it's not available anymore. But I just acknowledge her for just going on a breakfast club and speaking her truth and not sugarcoating it that 
it was black people again rooting her on and then being upset with her about not knowing the truth of what's really going on with her. Well, I so, think yeah. that's a problem with ownership in general is I don't think people actually really do understand what that means because it, mm-hmm. a lot goes into it. Because beyond just being an like beyond being an owner, you're in this day and age, you're also the face. Mm-hmm. Anything you say can and will be used against you on the court of Twitter. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. So, even if you pull up, so I also have an issue with people who go back and look at old videos of someone, depending on how long it was. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes people change. If some kid who's like 14 years old said some racial, some sexist shit, and then changes five years later, it's like, okay, well, they're an asshole. Like, that's, yeah. that's all fine and well. If she said something way back when, what what was the in what context does it does it mean? What it, and what does it mean in the context of now? Like you know what I mean? Right. She's still yeah. She's still the owner of the product, of the business. She and to your point, she owned up to the fact that maybe she should have said something else. And mm-hmm. that's super important. And I think that is the biggest takeaway from what you're telling me is that she she acknowledged that maybe I should have done this this way, and, and like you know what I mean. And that's that alone should be enough for people to go, okay, well, I understand. doesn't mean you have to go back and buy the products anymore. Right, you should, right. You should probably stop shaming her or yeah. like, jumping up on her because of this. Yeah, like, some people, I think she had, like, an interview, like, two years ago when she was saying, like, her mindset is to one day sell the company. Um, and people were, like, using that, you know. But I think you said if we, nor- I wouldn't say normal people. Me, personally, I don't know like the whole ins and outs of ownership maybe it is more especially like product wise for her to sell her company to a bigger you know corporation but i believe that if that was the case she would have made that announcement i'm sure that would have been like a joy moment for her if she decided to do that i don't think it would have been like behind the scenes um hey like hush don't say anything um, but yeah, I just like when she looked like the whole thing, and you know, like person who put the TikTok out there that she wasn't black owned anymore. You know, like they're never going to apologize for it, Absolutely. and no one's going to go back and say, "Oh yeah, you know, uh, we miss, you know, that we misunderstood it. We apologize." Like nobody's going to do that, unfortunately. No, because there's there's way more money in the controversy than it is about the positivity. Like yeah, like who wants to hear? Oh, I can't believe um, someone changed who they are and they're championing who it is. And everyone wants to hear. Perfect example. I have a love hate relationship with Joe Budden's podcast and Joe Budden yeah. gen- and Joe Budden in general. <laughs> like he'll say some really stupid, nasty, sexist shit, and then mm-hmm. pop up and do, and then pop up and completely shut some shit down when they when it comes to his sexuality. And someone's like, "Oh, you're bi." And he goes, "Okay." What he goes, they asked him if he was bi. He goes, "What difference would it make?" <laughs> and the guy was like, the guy was like, oh, here you go. He goes, no. What difference would it make to this conversation? <laughs> he goes, he goes, is it going to change the way you guys look at me? He goes, what if I? He goes, what if I said yes, and then some David Beckham looking dude comes in here, and that's who I'm leaving with? And I was like, <laughs> he's not wrong. Like, it, like what? Right. Like, what difference is who I'm fucking? Does it make to anybody else? I mean, so, like, it's very like, true though. We we get caught up in that. Like the whole like Laura Harvey and Michael B. Jordan thing. That's what's gonna do with me. I don't care. No. <laughs> like, oh my god, the people on both ends who are just getting on them, it's like, oh, like you know, like yeah, Laura, get out of that toxic like, like wait, 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 wait. Was it toxic? <laughs> right. 
like, but that's the thing you're talking about like early like like the struggle like everybody wants to have like that struggle like we will put a struggle story on a, on a relationship that we know nothing about <laughs> yeah like like stop it <laughs> like, yeah the, it, relationships end. Like, and if it was and if it was straight for publicity fine still has nothing to do with me now if it comes out and they were and either one of them were doing some nasty stuff i'd be like all right well this was this was nasty like you'll, yeah. like you'll never catch me at a Chris Brown concert ever. Hmm. Like Chris Brown is on. I don't. First off, I don't like his music. I've never liked his music. Second off, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> like you know what I mean. Like it's one thing, like you know him. The whole thing with him and Rihanna. Like if he just completely changes his ways, like the stain of that will never leave him. But at least you can mm-hmm. like, all right, well, he's become a better person. He has not become a better person. He's still stalking yeah. him, and he's got restraining orders out on him. Like. Yeah. Well, I will say I do enjoy seeing him dance, but I understand what you're saying. Oh, he's super, (laughs) super duper talented. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he, I don't like his music, but he can sing. I don't like him personally, but he can dance. He's a great performer. Actually, I'm lying. He has one song I like, and it's it's got Busta and Lil Wayne on it. Um, Oh, look at me now. Yeah. He he, he (laughs) works that song, so I'll give him that. Um, and I can thankfully say I've I've never liked R. Kelly, so he has one song. Oh yeah, I mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't even need to go there. We can just leave that alone. So mm-hmm. and now we come to Monique. Yeah. My babies. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, someone made a meme and this was really rude. They it was um it was her as Ursula talking talking to like Jafar and um the uh, like uh, all like the Disney like villains. Oh my goes, goodness! And she goes, "I love, I love you all the most." I'm like, "Yo, y'all are rude for that." <laughs> I was like, "That was, oh my gosh. Like, y'all ain't even right for that." Hmm. Um, I so before you start, I I, I want I just want, sure. I want to get this part out. I am not a Monique fan. Okay, I I understand again. I understand and recognize that she was super popular in the comedic world for a while and then it just kind of then she just she did precious and she kind of from my perspective from what i've saw i've seen and this would just be my ignorance I, I didn't really see her do any stand-up there was nothing that was really like popping off like you know what i mean so yeah. then the whole thing when it was just like netflix was like oh i want you to perform for us i'm like yeah no i don't i don't blame her for being mad i'd be i'll be damned if someone's gonna be like Come in the office and perform for me. I'm like, and I'm, I'm not, just, I'm not your dancing monkey, so no. I was with her, right, with that. right, right, yeah, absolutely with her. But she was like, I deserve more money because Amy Schumer gets this and Dave Chappelle gets that. I'm like, you're not Amy Schumer and you're not Dave Chappelle. No, you're not. <laughs> and she was like, her comedic resume. I was like, your comedic resume? Like you were in the queens of comedy, and that's pretty much where it goes. And I remember uh, Dio Hughley actually came out and and um was talking about her because she questioned like his sexuality. She talked about his dog. She talked about his wife. And I'm like, yo. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And that's and he said something, and this is, I think, a problem that all of us have. And not not in all of us. And I mean that in the general statement that a lot of people will weaponize their struggle mm. to make their um their platform look better. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. And something D.L. Hughley said kind of stuck with me when he says she weaponizes the plight of black women mm-hmm. and feminism 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit, she really does. But you, you as a black woman, I don't, mm-hmm. I can't necessarily say how true it is, but it did make me think. Yeah. I don't know if you agree or disagree with what's going on, but what are because this was a topic you wanted to bring up. So I'd like to know what is sure. your opinion on Moni? Yeah. So as a black woman, I don't, um, I don't divide as far as like the, I'll say this as a black woman, I, I always call it like bullshit. A black woman does like something wrong. And I agree with you, Higley. And I'm calling Monique as far as what she's doing. Like it's bullshit at this time. Um, <laughs> At a, at a night of celebration where you're back on stage and you are doing a comedy show and you're supposed to be spreading black joy, this whole conversation took over and took away from her co- comedic um, role um, about D.L. Hughley and his family and his wife and his dog and his children. And I feel like, like you said, you're you're using that to overlook the fact that maybe you're not as funny as you thought you were. Maybe the ticket didn't sell out or when you got on stage, there was like nobody out there. Like it could be like a couple of things that could have been wrong with that. Um, but I believe like that, those conversations should be like behind the scenes. Like we should know nothing about that. Or maybe like you do an interview and you say, well, this is what happened, but we solved it. Yeah. I feel like everything like is on front street for her. And it's always something negative. And even like, we can't even celebrate her, you know, being like on 50 cents roster now because She's again attached to a pain or a drama, not even a pain, like just like just this this un this unhappiness that she has. Oh my um, God, that is the perfect way to put it. It really is just it seems like yeah. unhappiness. Mm-hmm. I always say like some certain people, they 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 will not have a good day no matter what. Like they will <laughs> not find their joy. It's like it it kills them to be happy. It just kills them. Yeah, and it's it's yeah. so weird, man. Like, and I just it's and this is coming from someone who spent a lot of time being very emo. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I listen, like I'm a I listen to emo music. I, my most of the most of the like Onyx, all we got is us. It's one of my favorite albums. Like, you know, yeah, you know, so like this, so, but like my best friend always says that like I try to see the best in people, and sometimes it hurts because you're looking at somebody and going, well, maybe it's not this. And Charlemagne said something where he goes, "Be careful because you never know what someone else is going through." And it's one hundred percent true. Like people will bump into you, but you don't know if they just got some bad news. Did they just lose their job? Mm. Did they just lose their loved one? So yeah, like you know what I mean. There are times where you kind of have to just look at some look at. You can't really see what's going on in someone's life. So yeah, I get that. And so her going out and spreading the stuff like this, it didn't really help anything. It hurt her more than anything else. And on top of that, her attacking people makes her look even worse when it comes to the stuff that she was saying with Netflix. So, so there are people who would have rode with her for a while. Now mm-hmm. they're kind of like, wait. Now you're attacking somebody who pretty much just stays himself. And even when and Dion yeah. Hughley's one of those people, when he's, when he's been wrong, he'll be the first one to go on his show and be like, yeah, I was wrong. I was completely wrong for what I said. And he'll make sure that it's known that I was wrong for this. And I, yeah. And I, yeah. I respect the hell out of yeah, I, I watched, I actually, <laughs> so the Breakfast Club interview with her and Charlamagne is like one of my go-tos when I'm not like having like a good day. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, but that just, I don't know why, but that brings me like black joy. 
Um, and so like she actually did like um she did a I guess like a video video about how she talked about Dia Hughley's daughter and that was like on Facebook. It was like an hour long. I couldn't do an hour because I'm not a big fan of calling. I don't. I'm not married, but I'm not a big fan of hearing the word daddy to like somebody's husband. Um. Yo, me and my wife <laughs> talk about that all the time. Like, like you know, it just, like, like, you call me daddy. Ugh, no. Yeah, and like the way that she says it to me. It's like there's something there. There's some I I don't know what it is, but there's like something there because like she would not end a sentence without calling him daddy. Like like she's I don't want to say trained, but it's like I guess like a natural thing for her to do. But on top of that, like he just kept like interrupting her, kept like telling his own business, and I was like, okay, there's something like totally like to her it might be normal. To me, I can't look at this on longer than like 20 minutes just to get the gist of what she was saying. And even in that video, she was trying to justify her reason for talking about D.L. Hickley's daughter, which is a black woman that went through a trauma in her life. And it's like, again, you're attaching yourself to this unhappiness and trying to justify the reason why you're doing it. And calling people sweet babies is not helping. <laughs> it's not, oh, my babies. No, like I think someone commented, like this is cult culture. This is like cult behavior, and oh I was God, like, I watch cult documentaries, like to the T. This is definitely cult behavior because the people who are saying that are just responding to her calling them babies and and going out on the limb and just refuse to see her being wrong, they're a part <laughs> of that 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 culture of her. Oh my babies and daddies. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna that's... lie. You watching cult shows is not shocking to me at all. Like, I love them. Oh my god! <laughs> um, I'm actually adding a, a question. Sure. <laughs> um, to the, I have a game show I usually play at the end of my shows, and uh, okay, it, it, depending on who's on there. So let's let's get out of that. I may split this up into two episodes because this one was a little a little bit deeper. It's, okay. about, it's about thirty minutes, so I just I may end this one now. Uh, actually, okay. no, I do want to talk about one thing because I introed it, us talking about it. Sure. What are your thoughts on evil? On evil? So for, oh for those who don't know, um, evil is a is a supernatural show starring uh, Mike Coulter, who used to play, who um, was Luke Cage, who I think will be playing Luke Cage again eventually. Uh, Katja Herbie Herbers, Herbers, mm-hmm. I'm pronounce the name. Michael Emerson, Christine Lottie, and Asif Mandi. I think so. And he <laughs> he rocks on this show because he's such. It's funny watching. Doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, like he's he still has that um, arrogance, comedic arrogance of him that mm-hmm. fits because he's a complete atheist. But then when he sees some stuff and he has to get really serious, I love it. Yeah, Mike Coulter fits the priest role so well, um, and Katja Herbers isn't one of those. Um, and I hate to say it like this typical white women in shows like this oh no that's why i i love her because i'm actually catch i'm i was actually watching season uh the episode episode one season two which came out i guess sunday um oh, season three came out already yeah okay i'm i'm, <laughs> I'm on eyes for irs and that's season two okay so I'm, I'm a little bit behind but so you were saying sorry yeah so i won't give anything away i love this show because as i'm watching it Certain things that are like gory or gory and unexplainable, I am over here cracking up and I feel evil about laughing at some of the stuff. <laughs> Yo, some of the stuff I laugh at, uh, which like it's 
Like some of the stuff, I'm like, yo, they're fictional characters. I don't, I don't care. But like, yeah, like some of the stuff that happens on Evil, and and I can't wait to talk about Olivia Benson being the quip, the um, the quip queen. <laughs> um, like, but Evil, it's it's so weird. Like, there's an episode where Vanessa and Maggie split bodies. Uh huh. And for those for and I don't want to tell you tell people why, but watch Evil, you understand it. And then you find out that Maggie's actually a person now, and I'm like, wait, wait, wait. So was she a what real? What just happened? Uh-huh. Like, yeah. yeah. Like you think so, like what just happened? <laughs> so she was actually a real person this whole time. Like I thought she was a conjoined twin, and then she was. I was like, what? What is going on right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, I I love her kids on there because like they they're children, but they understand like so much. And the way that they're just like always like talking and just like going around and just like I I, I just love the show and of course like you said Mon- Michael Coulter his role is just like perfect like yeah. it's not him trying it's not him like lacking anything it's just like it's him in this role like yeah absolutely and I I was kind of upset when it left Netflix and then it went to Paramount Plus but I just got Paramount Plus I think specific no I got Paramount Plus for the South Park uh, special. And then I was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's, oh, Evil's on here too. So now I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm all in on it now because Evil's on there too. And like, that's going to be, I'm weird. I have to watch horror at night. So, okay. So me and a wife will lay in bed, but watch Evil. And I forget what happened. I was like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I stay alone. And what I have to do if I get scared, like I have to fast forward, like see the clips really fast and I rewind back to prepare myself. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's what's gonna happen. I'm good. Yo, so. the, the only things that really scare me are demonic, like demonic things scare the shit out of me. Those are the only one, only things that get me, like the Freddy yeah. Krueger movies, like the uh, Hellraiser. Th- none of those get me, but something that like is like super spiritual, supernatural, or like demonic. Those are the ones that really get me. So you know, like, okay, that's one of the reasons I like Eva because you know, like how she has like the night terrors. Yeah. Like to me. That's like too good. Like that can be actually be real in a way because yeah. we all have those moments where like we're asleep and like we can't move, like we're paralyzed. Yeah. So that was like one. Like I think it was like in season one, like that was happening to her a lot, George. and I was like, <laughs> I'm watching. <laughs> and it's funny at the end of it on Paramount Plus, he'll go, "Hi everybody, it's George." So I'm like, "Oh, I gotta watch this because I love George." Right? Like, why are you a whole character? <laughs> oh, and Ben's Night Terror. Oh man. Yeah. They should just fucking get it over with. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, they're almost there. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so good. So let's get into the reason we're here. Sure. We, we have bonded on Law and Order. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so. What I ended up doing was my grandmother got first. Let me say, my grandmother got me into Law and Order. We were we went to New York uh, to go visit family. It was the first like my first big trip as like an adult. Without my parents, but my grandma's like, oh, um, I was like, I'm going to New York. She goes, oh, can I go with you so we can go visit family, da 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 So after uh-huh. we went and did a bunch of stuff, we chilled back at the hotel and we were watching Law & Order. And I had never seen this. This was early 2000s. And I had never mm-hmm. seen Law & Order. So I'm like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing ever. And she goes, oh, <laughs> so you love this. Um, and it was, it was Law & Order Criminal Intent because Detective mm-hmm. Gordon is my guy. Detective Gorn is my is one of my favorite characters on there. We'll get to him later. Yeah. Uh, so and then she goes, if you like this, you'll like Special Victims Unit and this guy Stabler. Stabler is a whole asshole. Like, yeah. 
I'm not realizing that until I'm watching the crime unit. I'm like, was he like this the whole time? <laughs> he was worse. Have you gone back and watched the earlier seasons? Um, I have not. But it's funny how you said about me watching it at a hotel room because anytime I go out of town, even though I have like I watch it here at home, anytime like I'm out of town in a hotel room, Law Order is playing on somebody's channel. <laughs> oh, absolutely! It's like it's the USA TNT go to. Like it's, yeah, it's it's always a and I love how they always have these like random things. It's always like the Olivia and the Benson marathon, the Ice <laughs> Tea marathon. They don't even yeah. creative anymore. <laughs> No, they're going to come up with one every weekend, I promise you. <laughs> oh, 100%. I can't wait for the, the Ice Tea Juneteenth Law and Order. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> well, here it is because it's going to happen. <laughs> you, know, you know it. Um, uh, so, it's funny. do yourself a favor. Go on Hulu and start from season one. It's, okay. it's cool because you'll see how how far these characters have come and how some of them really don't change. Like, Munch mm-hmm. is Munch. Munch, Munch and Ice-T are always going to be them. Captain yeah. Kragen is always Captain Kragen. Olivia yeah. and Stabler have evolved a lot. Um, their mm-hmm. core personalities are the same. And I think because of that is the reason why I do not want them to be together. Because no. I never saw the like these sexual, everyone's like, oh, the sexual tension. I'm like, what sexual tension? There's never been any. No, I see frustration, um, <laughs> aggravation, um, intolerance on Olivia's side. Like, he's calling me again for what? Like, <laughs> what are you doing, Sable? Like, you keep calling me. You say you love me. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> And she's looking like, I don't have time for this. I need to solve crimes and raise a child by myself. <laughs> for real. So, yeah. She's raising, she raising a whole ass child who's like, yes. and like, I swear to you, like, he grew like two years in a, in a year. Like, he's yeah. like, he found his identity. He's like owning who he is. He's his whole creative kid. I'm like, when did this happen? When? <laughs> I said that when I was watching it um, a couple of days ago. I was like, when did he end up in middle school? Like, what grade is he at? Like, what in the world? Just out the blue. Yeah. Like yeah. Ne- next year, he's going to be like, oh. He's like, oh, you know, he just graduated eighth grade. He's going to ninth grade. Like, no, he's not. He absolutely Right. It's going to be a whole different kid. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, his, his timeline is, like, way too advanced for the show. <laughs> for real. And so my thing mm-hmm. has been, and I, I actually got into a debate. Oh, let me see if I can find this debate. Because uh, okay. there was somebody on Twitter I was talking to about this, and we were debating Stabler over. I was saying Barbara. I was. I always thought that her and Barbara should have been the ones who got together. Hmm. Because I don't know. There, like, there has been a lot of sexual tension between her and Barbara. Like, they have been. They were, like, hmm. Barbara was flirting with her heavy, and it was just real subtle stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like. Oh, yes. And then the last episode he was in, he asked her out. And she she was kind of taken aback, like, oh. And, <laughs> and it wasn't one of those, like, oh, not this. She was kind of like, I'm, you have my curiosity. Now you have my interest. <laughs> like, that type of thing. I'm listening. <laughs> exactly. So, I was wondering whether or not, I can't, I'm like, not mm-hmm. going to find a conversation. But, it, I really did think that they were going to be 
I thought that they should have been the, the ones. And then, have you watched the season finale of this year of SVU? I have not yet. Okay, but I will say that I feel like whoever Olivia's with, they're going to be like a bad person. She has not had a, a successful relationship <laughs> since we have known her. No. At like, uh, each person had, like, something or some issue that did not work out. So. All right. So, I found the conversation. It's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, she goes, and shout out to Ask Love XO um, on Twitter. She goes, listen, sir, Barbara fucked up big time defending Wheatley. That alone is a reason it would never work. She's only go- She also only loves him as a friend. She's in love with Elliot. I go, nah. <laughs> their, chemistry was more, their chemistry was more than friends speaking about Barbara. Uh, they were flirting low-key, high-key. Um, they were low-key, high-key flirting. I know I put flirting twice, because you know, when, you, when, you, when the Twitter fingers be going. Uh, but yeah. the, I, was like, I was like, but defending Wheatley was some shit. She goes, unless the new showrunner pulls some shit, I think the uh, uh, EO... Oh, Olivia, um, Elliot and Olivia is happening next season. They killed Stabler's wife because of it. And I go, they 100%, mm-hmm. I, and I go, they 100% did. But that could be a fake out. You know, people are still uh, waiting for the hookup. That won't happen until at least the season after next. She goes, unless they want the fandom to burn shit down, and trust me, they will. Uh, hmm. Barbara comes back full time. I just don't see it happening. I love Barbara too, but I just want my Bensler, Bensler, Bensler and Stabler, Olivia and um, ben- you know, uh, Bensler. Yeah. Olivia and ben- I don't know. She has like a whole hashtag ready for them. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, she goes, agree to disagree. And I go, well, you're a wrestling fan. I sent a picture of her, this dude, saying, burn it down. Oh. <laughs> but, it, but again, positive conversation. It was fun. It was great. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I'm, I'm all for Barbara and Stabler. But I, I'm also trying to think that whether or not... Should Olivia even be with anybody? Um. Like, how does that... Because you brought up a really good point that all of her relationships... Actually, she had one positive relationship... And it was with the dude from Internal Affairs, which is hilarious considering how much gripe he gave her over the years. Yeah. But then didn't he end up like dying from cancer? Yes. Yeah. It was, and again, even then there's tragedy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um I don't like I would like to see how she would be in a relationship because honestly I think like she posted like on Instagram like her personal life and I was like oh she has like a whole family like because <laughs> I see her as Olivia and I was like oh like how did she not like bring this home like <laughs> she's been doing this for like 22 years yeah so I would like to see how she has like that balance of relationship like a good positive relationship taking care of her son and solving crimes and crossing over to Stabler whenever he needs help. So, <laughs> yo, he. Goes, I was like, she got herself. Okay, all right. I'm gonna say this, and you know, people can say whatever they want about it. She got herself a whole like man, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. I was like, oh, okay. I see you, Olivia. <laughs> yeah, like, she's like, she's doing okay then. Three kids, and I'm like, all right, okay then. Uh-huh. Do the damn thing. But you know, She's pretty private about her life, and like you know, we see her as Olivia. So I would like to see her in a positive relationship, you know, and that's dating. Right? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. Um. But I will say this: I don't like these like these crossovers because as I'm binge watching, I have to like literally like try to cross over on my streaming services. 
yeah. to put them together. I like so that. I just want to put it out there. I, I do enjoy that at least with Hulu, SVU, and organized crime are like right next to each other. So at least with those two, I only have to do that. But I know with Peacock, if I want to watch Criminal Intent, I gotta go to I gotta go to Peacock for that. Yeah, but it's like you have to like try like match up the episodes to like when they crossed it over. Yeah. <laughs> and when they did and I'm like, oh my god, one more crossover, I'm gonna scream. I don't even know what's going on, but yeah. <laughs> Here was a topic, um, an SVU topic that an SVU, excuse me, a law and order topic that you brought up that I didn't know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Isaiah Whitlock has played how many? Excuse me, Isaiah Whitlock Jr. If you don't know him, he's she from The Wire. <laughs> he's been how many characters? Eleven different characters. Yes. And so every time I see him, I get like the willies, or not the willies, but like the ugh, because of one of the characters that he played, he was like convicted of raping like little boys and i'm like every time i see him i'm like oh my gosh that's the guy but yes 11 characters yeah so what do we have uh character he's been anthony white uh simon brooks fred oaks robbery division captain captain Mm -hmm. navarro (laughs) what (laughs) never never (laughs) mind Uh, um todd smythe uh detective uh just criminal intent he was a detective unknown (laughs) uh ci smothered Law and Order, he was Gordon Samuels, NTCC representative, crime scene detective, and, and Captain Reese. Yes. And the one that I remember him from is Simon Brooks, the Law and Order trophy one. And every time I see him, I look at you, see that suit he has on? That's how I see when I see him. <laughs> Hold on. I need to see what he... Oh. Oh, yeah, 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 never mind. Yeah. I, 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 I think I deleted that from my from my brain intentionally. Right? I, I can't do it. Like, every time I see him, I'm like, why did you have... Because he played the character so well, but it was, like, kind of creepy. And it's like, yeah. you have to move on with your life. <laughs> do you have a favorite SVU... Um, this is going to sound weird. A favorite SBU criminal because mine is easily John Stamos. Is it when he was? Because um, I don't think I. He's impregnating all those women. He was just like, I love them all equally. I'm like, you are nasty <laughs> as fuck. You know, I would have to say Isaiah Whitlock because he definitely came back a couple of times to remind us that he was not the original character that we all that I associate with. Like he's like trying to justify. <laughs> Yeah. That he came out of jail and being a detective. So, <laughs> you know what? Oh, what is her name? Um, there's two people I know who've come back. Redhead, DA, SVU. Um, what is her name? Um, Cap- it's not Cabot. Is it Cabot? Uh, no. You'd figure that I would. I would know this team if I watched the show fairly. No, Cabot. It did come back. It wasn't Cabot was the blonde haired one, right? Yes. So it's not Novak. So Casey uh-huh. Novak was actually a in one of the seasons she played a criminal. Mm-hmm. So it was funny seeing her as a criminal and then within, um, and then like next year she comes mm-hmm. back and she's a um she's an ADA. Yeah. <laughs> uh Carisi was a victim on the show the same I think it might have been the same no 
within like 12 episodes, so it might have been like the end of one season and then the beginning of the next, but Carisi mm-hmm. played some played um, a criminal slash victim and then it'll become like, you know, Carisi, the detective, and now um, ADA. Yeah. Which I thought was super cool, but it was funny seeing these people who play like different characters because the show's gone on so long that you're going to have yeah, to like, come back. Yeah, it's like, hey, we need to keep you on the call log. Um. <laughs> Like just in case, yeah. Which again, um, Isaiah Whitlock, yeah. <laughs> uh, is the new Law and Order worth watching? The which um okay, so I'm a big Anthony Anderson fan. Is you already talking about that one? Yes. Yes, I enjoy it. I think um again, this one was more of the courtroom side than the criminal side. So there's more of the angle of what's going on in the courtroom. I think by like the fourth episode, I was like, okay, this is more of the courtroom. This is not solving the crime. Because, you know, like there were some episodes of a regular Law and Order. That's what I call it because everybody forgets about that one. Yeah. Um, when Anthony Anderson was originally on there, which people didn't know that, which I don't know why, but whatever. Um, but most of them was like, hey, bad guy, I'm going to arrest you. And then most of the other stuff was like evidence playing out in court. So that's what this is. So if you wanted to see it from the court, Point of view, I would say do that. They do talk about you know how the laws are changing because we're asking people to um, or reminding people that our Black Lives Matter. So that's definitely in there. Um, a lot of politics and things like that. I've enjoyed it. Um, I'm not caught up on it all the way. Again, I enjoy it. And then Anderson, which you can tell, like the transition of him being on there, like what I don't know, like. 15 years ago, maybe, or something like that, to now. Because it's like, it just like kind of like picks up back where it, where it came from, as far as that goes. And then the guy from um, Burn Notice, which I can't think of his name. Um, um, I know his name, too. Let me look it up. Um, he is like the new cop. So he's just trying, not a new cop, but he's just trying to like understand like the ins and outs of, of everything. So oh, I enjoy um, it for what it is. John, yes, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Downer. Yeah. I know, and I know it too. I don't know why I didn't. I couldn't think of it, but yeah, like my name is Michael Weston. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I enjoy, like I said, for what it is. Um, it's more on the courtroom side than on the the crime side. I'll say that. Yeah. So I'm 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 gonna try. I like Michael Weston. Anthony Anderson's one of those guys who I either love him or I'm kind of mad about him. He rocked in Blackish. Like every time, Blackish is one of those shows that I watched the first four seasons and then I stopped. Not out of dislike for it, I just stopped. I started, yeah. I started watching some of Grownish, but then I realized a lot of this really wasn't for me, so I stopped. Uh Mixedish is my shit. I didn't watch Mixedish. Now Grownish I love because Black Joy was like all in there and it educated me a lot about our blackness as far as like the I think that's like to me the first show that celebrated like a Juneteenth episode before um it became a national holiday now. Yeah. Um so I appreciate like the the black announcement that they did. I did I have not because I don't like watching like the last episode of certain seasons. I have not watched the last episode of Blackish. Um because I know I'm gonna be like crying on the floor somewhere. I'm gonna be like the Anthony Anderson crying crying on the couch. Um, <laughs> my wife makes fun of that's you gonna be me. So in my mind like I I, I and I love the show. I push it so much on on my podcast. But again, I feel like the last episode I'm gonna be like, oh my god, <laughs> so <laughs> so I'm like that with a lot of shows that I like that I love. My wife makes fun of me because like if I really like a show, it takes me a while to watch the final um, season on things. 
yeah. final the series finale. Um, I was like that with The Good Place, which I still think has the best and most heartfelt ending I've ever seen. Like I haven't seen, yeah. Uh, it was it's like nothing else. Um, I loved um, Shit's Creek so much, and I think that I my anticipation for the last episode and was like my, yeah, my anticipation for it was so high that I don't mm-hmm. think it could have met the expectation, and it was good. I just wanted yeah. More. Well, I I enjoy that show so much that I haven't watched like the last. <laughs> The last season of it, because I feel like it's mine, as long as I don't watch the last season. Like, The Office, anytime I watch it on TV and it gets an episode, like, season nine, I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> go back to one, go back to one, so. <laughs> Have you watched the last episode of um, The Office? No, not yet. Okay. It, it's it's sweet, and I gotta say that they are, they also wrapped up the show pretty well, in, in a way that shows the growth of, of specific characters that I like. Oh my god, I don't end up crying. Okay. <laughs> Mind you, I know that when it comes, you know, like Comedy Central like plays like every day. So I know even when I watch like the last episode of that season, I'll be like, okay, there goes season one. So yeah, that's just me. <laughs> there was a, what was the other one? Futurama. Futurama also had, I, Futurama's up there too because it was literally just, they just started everything all over again. I was like, okay, <laughs> this was, this was yeah. cool. Like there was, and some of them are good, and then there's a question I'm going to ask in this game show that we're about to do now, which sure. um, kind of plays into the last thing. So what we're doing now is just a random, some of it's Law & Order, some of it is other TV shows, most of it's Law & Order, because I was kind of thinking some stuff on the, on the side. Okay. We'll play a game. Are you ready? Sure. <laughs> Who is the best ADA on Law & Order? Oh my gosh. Um... A white old guy. I can't think of his name. <laughs> you put me on the spot. One second, I'll find it. You know who it is. <laughs> oh, what's his name? Um, like he's like one of the first ADAs who's ever been on like on Law and Order. Yes. Oh my goodness. Oh, what is his name? Because he? he played in um. Oh my gosh, what's that TV show? Um, that on Netflix. He was like the husband. I know he was in Drop. I think he was in Dropout. Wasn't that the grandfather and dropout? I think so. Uh, I'm trying to find Law and Order. Pretty oh sure my gosh. I found a list and I'm pretty sure he's number one. Oh, I found him. But what's his name? Oh, well, Jack, like the Jack white McC- gray hair. Jack McCoy. Yes. I enjoy it. Because, you know, there are like a lot of episodes of Law and Order where like he lost the case. He's looking like, what the hell? <laughs> like, I can't lose. What kind of bullshit is this? Yeah, I remember me and my sister, uh, short story, me and my sister, like, in a hotel room, we were, like, watching Law & Order, and it was, like, three episodes back-to-back, but, like, he would not win. And I was like, what the hell's going on? He was looking like, who wrote this shit? <laughs> like, this is bullshit. Why am I not winning? <laughs> so, for me, it's Cabot. Barbara is my favorite, but Alexandra Cabot, she just, she marks it. Like, and she doesn't take any crap from any of them. Yeah. So, and I remember um, it was her first year, or it was within the first season, uh, first season of her being the ADA. And someone was like, can't you use one of your favorites? She goes, I haven't even been here a year and I've used up most of my favorites with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah, she was pretty honest. Oh, yeah. And I did like the other lady that was like, she was good until like she got drunk and she had like an alcohol problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> her and Stable used to go at it. 
they did. I was like, isn't that Colin and Kevin Black? Because I think like her, the trial was like about a man being drunk. <laughs> yeah, and she ends up. So yeah. uh, here's a good one. Who's the worst detective on Law and Order? Oh my God! I tell you, one second. I don't like her at all. I want her. Oh, I, I, I bet you I can guess who it is. Who um, is it? Carice, Carice's girlfriend. Yes. I. Yo, Let me tell you why. Let me see if I can do it. This is what she says. I don't know, Liz. Are you sure? I don't know, Liz. <laughs> do, you, do you want to hear something really? I don't know. Up? Do you want to hear something really fucked up? So aggravating. Me and my buddy call her Leatherface. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I don't see it. I don't see it. Oh wait! Oh wait! Till you see her again. It's so. My buddy said, you know that there was a new um Halloween movie that came out. <laughs> not Halloween. Uh, New Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and he goes, oh my "No, God. Um, he goes, oh, what is her name?" Um, Amanda Rollins. Rollins, yeah. And he was just like, yeah, no, he goes, "You know, Rollins got her own movie." I said, "Really?" He so he sends me the trailer <laughs> for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I was like, "Yo, you are fucked up for horrible, horrible." <laughs> Yo, I can't stand her though. She's so aggravating. She, I don't know, Liv. Are you sure, Liv? Been, I, I really yelled at my TV. Liv has been doing this for 22 years. Leave her alone. <laughs> Stop doubting her. Can I tell uh, you how pissed I was when, oh, what was the, there was a Spanish woman who was on, on on SVU and they let her go last year. Her and the black dude um, left the show. She left hmm. the show after she got shot. Oh, okay. Um... I can't remember her name, and you'd figure that I, because I loved her as much as I did. Oh, is, was she like kind of new? Yeah, she, she was new. She lasted like a season and a half. Um, she was. I really felt like she was going to be the new Olivia Benson. She was. She was completely inclusive. She fought for the rights of LGBTQ. She was super on like, hey, make sure that you, uh, like, pro- like she was really heavy on. Make sure, like prostitutes, um, um, professional sex workers get the rights they deserve. And, yeah, you know what I mean. Like that was one of those things where I was just like, "Yo, this is too good not to, um, to to let." It was she was too good to like not do it. And I remember her saying on her Twitter how she was just like, "Oh, um, apparently I'm not going to be in next season." It's <laughs> like what? Yeah, uh, Jamie Gray Hater is that her name? Uh, say it again. Jamie Gray Hater. That was her. Can you my cat? Uh, Jamie. Yes, her. Yeah. When she was off the show, I'm like, yo. <laughs> like, what do you mean she's not on? She's like the best part of the show so far. Um, I I like her, but again, I feel like if you're questioning Olivia, then uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, do you know the funny thing about it is she was like. I forget it. What's her name? Cat was that her name on the show? Yeah, Cat. Mm-hmm. So, like, she was questioning. She was questioning Liv on stuff that Liv would never. It was like they put her. It was like they were trying to balance Olivia's um, super wokeness. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, By yeah. Making her do it. So I saw what she was doing. But again, like you said, it's like 
wait, Liv, what? You know this. <laughs> right, yeah. And she was also, you know, question like Carisi's like being an attorney. Like, he just got in there, sis. Like, calm down. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, she, she, I loved her, but, you know, she wasn't there. Uh, who's but the, just like you said, they're supposed to challenge the characters that's, that's already there, so she definitely yeah. did that. Who's your favorite detective combo? Uh, hmm. So I'll tell you right now, it's sure. Munch and Ice Tea. I can see that. <laughs> I love them. Okay, so I'll go with Anthony Anderson and when he was with the other guy a long time ago. Oh my gosh. Hold on. They already have these names because she came up with the questions. What's like that? <laughs> you'd, you'd figure that I would like. Um... Uh, what was his name? Oh, there you go. Wait, that's okay. Because they used to like, like, during like the old episodes, not his partner, not his wife. Yeah, um... I did the same thing. And it was like Alvina Stewart. I'm like, what? 1998, I guess. Okay. No, I'm not SVD. Hey, uh, okay, listeners, bye. listeners, bear with us, and I know you're probably like yelling at it. Uh, oh my god, they gonna cancel me? They're, they're, yell, <laughs> they're literally yelling at the um, the, the like this. It's this person, <laughs> right? I'm sure. Uh, man, who is this former? It's not even giving me. You know what? We'll just go with that. We'll oh, yeah, Anthony Anderson and the guy back then, because they like they like arrest somebody, but then like they'll like make like a joke about it, and it was like so dry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speak. Ugh, I didn't even get to. Let me just say this: Olivia is the best when it comes to the snarky remark. No one does that better than she does. Ice T does it sometimes. Huh? Ice T does it sometimes. But Ice, yeah, Ice T does it, but when he does it, it's kind of like I, I kind of feel like it's the jokes only we'll get. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think he made like a joke like about his Jordans or something. He was like, "Hey, you stepping on my Jordans?" It's not like that. <laughs> and, oh, and you can never forget the the, the most famous Ice T line: "They on the down low." <laughs> <laughs> and then Stabler going the down low. <laughs> have you seen that episode? I believe so. Oh my gosh, I have to look look back to my. Oh. My library. But you know the Bodega Boys I always be like, he always be like, they did it, Liv. Like yeah. <laughs> he did it. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh who's your favorite character? My favorite character I would say I mean, I like Olivia. I feel like when I watch her, I'm like, sis, what what are we gonna do today? <laughs> Cause you don't have a good day, sis. <laughs> So I'm gonna go Barba, but a close second is Captain Kragen. Okay. Uh, who's your most detested character? I'm going Carisi. I feel that like he is just one of the dumbest people. On Do the- you? Oh man, he is just dumb as hell. Like I just every time he opens his mouth, I'm just like, oh, you're gonna say something stupid. Yeah, I'm gonna go back to Rollins. <laughs> Together, it's whole, I don't know, Liv. I don't know. I don't well, know. like you said, together you have a to you a dumb attorney and me a doubtful person. So oh, I don't yeah. know if that's gonna work out. <laughs> oh, you know she's probably already knocked up. More than likely, I could see that. That'd be her third child. That's the thing. Like, how come she gets to have like these multiple children and have this happy ever after? And Liv, the person that she keep doubting, is out here solving crime. 
because <laughs> Rollins be fucking. <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> there is a deal. She be out here just like, like she just be like, hey, I, it I, is what it I, is. I, I want it. Come, come, you want it? Come get it. And she's just like, I'm gonna do it. Oh man, is you detect- know you're right. You're right about that. Is Detective Gorin from Criminal Intent the smartest detective on the show? Mm. One second. <laughs> oh, he. That's his face. He was Kingpin in um, Vincent D'Onofrio. He was Kingpin in Daredevil. <laughs> he was the Bug in Men in Black. Oh yes! Oh my god! Yes, he psychologically is the smartest. Yeah. I feel like he knows like every little fact about every little thing ever. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So like to- people were like down him, but like yeah, he's like you know, let me just close this room door, interrogate these people till they just tell me what happened. <laughs> yeah, and he just sits there and it's just like this whole like and this and then this happened. All right, so we're moving away from Law and Order. I just have three random questions. What is the best show on Hulu? What's the best show on Netflix? And what's the best show on HBO Max? Oh my gosh! Okay, so I am a big fan of cults. Um, not, I don't even know how to say like a big fan of cults because it sounds like like I'm a fan of a cult. Um, so a little small story. So I'm in school and I took like religious studies, and I had to do a 900 word. Um, essay about Nexium, which is like a cult. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I feel like I'm like a, a cult expert now. So, <laughs> so one of the shows that I just got done watching, and I let my I made my my coworker watch it too, was um, Be Good. Wait. Okay. Sorry. One second. <laughs> yes. Keep sweet, pray and obey. It's about it's about the fundam the fundamentalist Mormons. Um, it's really good, which again, I feel like it's like a bad to say it's like a really good because it's a documentary about, well, um, multiple men being married to like multiple, multiple wives, like 30 to 60 wives <sighs> and having like multiple children. But the way that they document it, it's like, how is this like the mindset of people? But I'm learning through cults, like people just want to belong. So I was just watching that on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, what's it called? Um, it is called, oh, one second, sorry. Oh, keep sweet, pray, and obey. Okay. Yeah. Now, I would say on a lighter note, um, Hustlers is really good, too. What if is- you just wanted something to laugh at. What, is- <laughs> so, what show? Either one. Hustlers with um, Adam Sandler and Queen Latifah. Oh. I'm all in on Queen Latifah. She does anything, so. Yes. Oh, my. Yes. I oh I can't wait to I can, like see her and like hug her. Um, that's like one of my my goals. <laughs> What's the worst TV show ending ever? I'm going Dexter. I don't know if anything ever defeats the the season finale of the series finale of Dexter. Was just the biggest piece of shit I've ever seen. Was it? Um, uh, I, I would just say this because I love this show so much. Seinfeld was like <laughs> I've never seen the end of it. I've never seen the the, the season the series finale of that. It's not the worst. Like, everything makes sense. The thing is, people always say, like, it's a show about nothing, but at the end of it, I'll give anything away. It's really about karma. If you, like, if you keep that in mind when you're rewatching the show, you're like, oh, that just came back around. So. (laughs) No, well, yeah. That that makes, oh, God, now I really want to watch. Now now I feel like I need to just go back and just watch the final episode. I I love Seinfeld. 
And lastly, what is your go-to-sleep show? Okay, so I watch um, two two shows because it just depends on what what season it's on, so it won't be the end. Um, either Golden Girls, <laughs> yo, or <laughs> yo. well, it's because it it goes into that, and then I think like TV Land like plays it like at ten o'clock or Hallmark or something. Yeah. So either Golden yeah. Girls or Three and a Half Men, which I only watch it up into um. Before, what you call it, left. Like, when Ashton Kutcher was on there, it was trash to me. Like, I did not like it whatsoever. It was so dumb. I, My goat, so if I'm just going to sleep, I, it's usually South Park or Family Guy or Rick and Morty. I usually go with something that, like, I've seen a bunch of times. I would stay up for that stuff, though. So, my favorite movie of all time is Beef Vendetta. I love that movie. It's hmm. so damn poetic. It's so dope. But if I cut that on and I'm ready to go to bed, I'm yeah. out in like two minutes because the oh. voices are just so low and calm. Mm. And I'm just like, and I was talking to, uh, talking to my wife and I was like, I cut it on to the part where he gives a speech and I was like, I didn't even get through the speech and I was already knocked out. I woke Are up, you asleep? Yeah, I was done. It was a wrap. Yeah, my, my uh, when I tell people that I can fall asleep with sitcoms, they're like, how? There's people like laughing in the background. I'm like, I don't hear them to that. Like... <laughs> Yo, I, but like if I know like like because I know I'm like wake up like at three o'clock is my my wake up moment for I don't know what reason and like um he's like everybody loves Raymond's on or Frasier or Cheers like I'm up for like another like two hours like watching that or um the the old adventures of New Christine which I love um you never seen that no <laughs> oh it's on like HBO Max you have to watch it one of the is on there oh and, I love one Elaine. From Seinfeld is on there. I'm gonna actually go right to oh HBO Max now. So when you watch it, you have to tweet me. <laughs> oh God! I, it, Please, because sometimes like I be up like, like doing like hashtag the old bitch old Christina. Like nobody's watching this but me. <laughs> What's it called again? The the new adventures of old Christine. And the guy from the Marvel um, TV shows on there. I can think of the thing. Oh my gosh. I'm looking at it now. Oh, Coulson. Yes. All right. I just added I just added it to my list. And actually there was a meme or I guess like I was saying Christine was like meeting Coulson somewhere. And they were like like the reunion of the adventures of old Christine or something like that. So So yeah, but you oh my gosh, it is so funny to me. It's like five seasons. Five seasons, twenty minute episodes. Oh, so this is like a sitcom sitcom. Yes. A mad Episode two is called Super Tramp. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I'm all yeah. in. You got me. You got me. I'm all in. Awesome. <sighs> yeah, I have a, a thing on my show where I call it Riri's Recommendations, so I'm recommending that you watch that. <laughs> right, Riri's Recommendations is, recommendation is The New Adventures of Old Christine. I'm all for it. Yeah. All right. Please tweet me when you, oh, when you watch them. I absolutely will. I got e- so to finish Evil, and I got to finish the The Girl from Plainville. I think I watched that, but not the end of it. So I need to go back and watch that. I think I got stuck between watching that and Pam. And I finished Pam. Can I tell you, Hulu is killing these, like, dramatizations of real events. Yeah. I just got done watching Candy, and I was like, what the hell did I just get done watching? Yo, I just finished Candy two days ago. (laughs) And we jumped right into this. And before that, Dropout was my shit. I could not wait. I couldn't. I was all in on Dropout. (laughs) 
and before that, it was Dope Sick. And Dope Sick blew my mind. I was oh like, my, yeah. I watched, so I was excited about Dropout because I watched a documentary on HBO Max. I think I told you about. You may um, So I kind of, uh, maybe somebody on Twitter, but I kind of like the backstory of it. Um, I think it's called like One Drop or something like that. Um, so when I watched like the actual show, I was like, okay, this is still crazy with it just being like acting out. So it's amazing what uh, white people get just saying, I got it. <laughs> oh, crime of the, crime of the century. Yeah. Yeah. That's... <laughs> and so my wife works in the medical field. And so a lot of the stuff she knew, but then finding out that like the people in Purdue who created these opioids also created the, the, um, the pain scare. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, y'all are nasty. Yeah. And watching that, the one on Hulu gave me a better understanding um, cause you know how we were, well, I watched like the Dave Chappelle when he's talking about like just saying other drugs or whatever. And I'm like, no, I kind of like, have a better understanding of like the addiction trail of it. But, yeah. 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 And here it is. Episode. Oh, is this like, oh, this is, oh, so it's only two episodes for two hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just added that to my list. So yeah. So I got that. I'm definitely going to check both of those out. Like I added them both to the list as we were talking. So awesome. I'm, I'm all in. So everybody. This has been the Old Man Way Show. Uh, Rebecca, tell everybody where they can find you. Yes, um, crownless.com, um, where I do my blog, my book and bloom reviews, and also the Crown Talk podcast and Conversation Sundays, where I speak with authors about their books. Um, and then also you can find me at F- F- FTTC podcast, that's Flash from the Culture podcast with my co-host, Mr. Al Pete, where we're giving flowers to celebrities, music, just giving flowers to the culture now. Um, and then Crownless underscore C-O-M on Instagram. And I'd be on Twitter. I'll just say that. Yeah, um, really my name is like very long. <laughs> you be on Twitter. And like, it's funny because like you pop up and say all the random stuff that I do, like just out of nowhere. But it's just kind of like, so like, it'll be on there. Like it'll be like, something will be trending. And I just go, oh, no, this bitch didn't just do that. Hashtag SVU. <laughs> it's like, like, it's just like, oh, how do you motherfuckers? Do, 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 do. I just see myself slowly get angrier and angrier. <sighs> yeah, I, um, I'm usually on Twitter if I'm watching a TV show. Because I just like, I, I like, I love like hashtagging and seeing like what other people's thoughts are. So, yeah, I'm definitely on there when I'm watching something on TV. And then I'd be like, oh, uh, oh, man, wait, he's watching the same thing. Let me ask his opinion. So, yeah. Definitely. So you can find me. You can find well, obviously you can find me on the show um, right now, but you can also find me on the Bald Black Nerds podcast. Me, my, it'll be myself, Red Hood Wade, and my co-host uh, Brandon Grayson and Woke Von Doom, where we're on there doing the damn thing. It's you know us just we're really it's just so far it's just been comic book stuff, but for the most part we're getting into like more nerdy stuff. Like we just did an episode that'll be out. Wednesday about no I think that was next week but we did an episode like talking about Star Trek and things like nerdy stuff so we'll definitely be talking about Star Trek we're going to be talking about Star Wars we're going to get into some wrestling stuff and Brandon wants to talk some NBA stuff because he was like there's a lot of nerds out there who'd appreciate that as well so we're going to do that we're not on iTunes yet because shenanigans but I'm waiting for that to happen but we are on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon, iHeart, Player FM, Samsung, and Podchasers. But we are, but again, so if you listen to this, you know this show is on iTunes, but 
the Ball Black Nerds podcast will be on iTunes hopefully by next week if Podbean gets their shit together. But we're also supposedly <laughs> supposed to be joining we're supposed to be joining a podcast network soon. Or Ball Black Nerds will be doing a podcast network soon. The Dorkening, which uh, we'll announce later on when that actually does happen. Awesome. But uh, Rebecca, thanks for joining me. This has been great. Uh-huh. And uh, when more TV stuff comes out, or if there's just anything you want to do, please come back. You were fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I feel like a welcome guest, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. As always, be excellent to each other. Peace. Damn it, Wade!